0: Our call to worship comes from Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. So let's worship God as we come to sing our first hymn today. Come, now is the time to worship. Mission Praise number 1040, and we'll sing it through twice. (laughs) Let's come before God in prayer now, let's pray together. Dear God, our loving heavenly Father, we when we remember your works and all that you have made and the stars and the sky, the sun, the moon and the planets above, and the earth with all its life and beauty, with all the people and every other kind of life, we are in awe of you, our Creator. We thank you and praise you that you are not far off from us, but that through Jesus, your son, you have come into our world to show us just how much you love and care for each one of us. We thank you that you meet with us today by your Holy Spirit. Help us to see more of your love and care for us. Help us to see more of how you love and care for our world. And as we hear your words from the Bible, and as we pray together and meet in Jesus' name, help us to hear you speaking to us in our hearts, showing us what we need to know, guiding us by the light of your truth, and inviting us to know you as our Lord and Savior over all our lives, our families, and everywhere around Forgive us, Lord, for the ways that we have spoken or acted, or for any thoughts or attitudes which have not been loving. Renew us by your Spirit, that we may be more like Jesus, and be lights for others to discover your love, which gives life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven if anyone is looking forward to putting up christmas decorations anyone looking forward to putting up decorations maybe some people are not looking forward to it but a few of us maybe are and um i wonder have you got a favorite decoration any anyone got a favorite decoration Um, yes snoopy Snoopy. all right the well-known Christmas character Snoopy, okay. We can tell us about that later. <laughs> uh, I think tinsel. Tinsel, yes. Uh-huh. Anyone else? Yes. Holly, a, a, a wreath with holly. Yep, yep, there's lots of. A star, stars. A star, yep. Well, anyone else before I? <laughs> Bells. Yeah, lots of lots of Christmassy things there. Um, well, I really like Christmas lights, and I've brought just a few along with me today. And um, I, I like the Christmas lights because it's quite dark at this time of year, and it helps us brighten up the the time of year. With when we have these lights on in the evenings, uh, it's really good, I think. But it also is a reminder. In the Bible, it says that. God wants us to be like lights to other people. Well, I wonder what that means. What does it mean to be a light to another person? Well, God says that when we when we become friends with Jesus, that He He makes us shine like a light to other people, to shine God's love to other people, so that we're shining with God's love and other people can see that through us. And uh, He wants us to share about his love for them through Jesus so that they can become his friends too so that it's not just um, one light or two lights but when we share uh, about Jesus other people come to know him and they um, have God's light filling them as well and so we become lots of lights and God says in his word in the Bible that we are to be like lights for the whole world and through for all the nations as well and uh, that's a, a wonderful thing that we can be lights uh, for God. But sometimes we don't feel like being lights. Sometimes we feel like hiding our our light away, so we can't see it so much. But um, we can ask God for help. Um, maybe we we feel need a wee bit of boldness just to share something about God with someone that we want to to know about Jesus. Um, we can ask God, and He can help us to share His light. And sometimes it's just about about being kind to other people as well. And that's uh, another way we can share God's light with them. But uh, it's a wonderful thing when we can uh, reflect at this time of year on the Christmas message, but also when we put up our decorations, why not have a think about the lights and how we can be lights to other people for God. So let's let's pray and uh, then we'll sing once more. Dear God, we thank you that uh, Jesus is our light and that you help us to be lights shining for you. Help us to shine brightly so that other people will discover your light to guide them and become friends with Jesus too. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Our next song is about uh, being lights. It's about uh, sharing good news, which is, uh, is, is kind of the same thing, really, and uh, it's how lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, and it's just saying that those who come and travel to tell us good news are very welcome, because they're sharing something that is really good. It means we can know God's light and God's love for ourselves. So let's, uh, let's sing how lovely on the mountains our God reigns. Mission praise number 249. <laughs> Let's bring our prayers for others to God now. Let's pray together. Almighty God, our Savior, we praise you because you are the God who reaches into the depths of human suffering, who hears the cry of the lost and the lonely, and who answers the call of the oppressed and the persecuted. We thank you for the hope and healing that you bring us through jesus our lord who entered into the deepest and darkest places of human need and suffering touching the leper opening the eyes of the blind binding up the brokenhearted healing the sick delivering the demonized and giving new life by your spirit loving god we Pray for all who need to hear the good news, news that Jesus saves us from our sins and restores us from our brokenness, giving us an everlasting love and hope which nothing can separate us from. So we bring before you now the needs of those known to us. We remember those who are suffering in body, mind or spirit. Those who are sick, those who are caring for loved ones, those who are going through times of trial or uncertainty. Gracious and merciful God, touch each with the peace of your presence and your healing, restoring and strengthening, that they may know you're upholding them in your strong arms. We pray for those in our community with their various needs, We pray for all those who reach out to people through befriending, supporting, and enabling. We pray for the work of the different congregations, reaching out in their different ways to those around. Help us and equip us to be your hands and feet, bringing the love of Jesus by our words and actions. God of the nations, we pray for our own country, that you would keep us from the ways of division and lead us instead in the ways of love for our neighbor. We continue to remember all affected by war in Israel and Gaza, Ukraine and elsewhere. We pray for the hearts of all to be changed by your love and to know lasting peace. We pray for your whole church in our city and in our, in our land Give us wisdom and discernment of your leading that we may go where you lead and speak your words that bring life and hope we pray for your holy spirit to move among us to revive your people here and throughout the world may your spirit of life and peace and joy ignite the hearts of all who call out from the depths the light and love of Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, in whose name we pray. Amen. We continue our worship now in um, the next hymn, which is Christ is Our Light, the Bright and Morning Star, and that's from uh, the Church Hymnary 4th edition, uh, number 336, but it's to a familiar tune of Highland Cathedral.
1: Today's Bible reading is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 8 and in the New Testament it's taken from the letter of Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 15. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And your sin atoned for then I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us and I said here am I send me Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 15 if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How, then, can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. Let us continue singing God's praise, Mission Praise 1227. How great is our God?
2: Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the maker of all heaven and earth, and he resides in an unapproachable light. We are singing his praise and glorifying him. So. I believe some of you might be knowing this song, and uh, for those who don't know, we are going to uh, sing it once, the stanza and chorus, and then we repeat it again together. How great is our God. Trembled
3: at his voice, trembled at his voice.
2: Worship great God. The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our god sing with me how great is our god and all will How great, how great is our God Age to age he stands And time is in his hands Beginning and the end Beginning and the end
0: Praise. we come to God's word. Lord God, we thank you that we can praise you for your greatness and your goodness and your love for us in our Lord Jesus Christ. As we come to your word, as we come to look at the passages which uh, remind us of your awesomeness, of your Uh, presence which is far beyond us and yet stoops to reach out to us we ask Lord that you will help us to have an awareness of your presence with us today we thank you that you have given us your word to speak into our hearts into our minds we thank you that you invite us day by day to call out to you and that you want to transform us by your love So we ask that you would help us now to understand all that you have for us, all that you want to say to us through your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, next Sunday, we begin the season of Advent in the lead up to Christmas. And while we can take that time to reflect on our Lord's coming, and what that means to us. It's also a great opportunity for us to share the good news of Jesus. We have additional services to which we can invite others to hear the Christmas message and to sing carols, to hear of God's coming to be one with us through Jesus. There are times when we can invite people to share fellowship with us in the various things that we're involved in. And there are opportunities for people to come and sit reflectively and pray in the quiet of our sanctuary, to take time out of the general busyness of the season. And there are many other ways we can individually share with other people about this time of year. Because the Christmas story is never too far away from people, whether in the nativity scenes that adorn the Christmas cards and the displays in our shops, or in the TV programs that in some way or another allude to the celebration of our Lord's birth. But we often seem to have a problem getting the message of the good news of Jesus across. What might seem to be good news to us isn't even on the radar of a lot of people. And yet, in a world where many of us are constantly surrounded by bad news, and may even be experiencing bad news in our own lives how vital that we communicate the good news that God has given us through Jesus Christ so what's the problem facing us why does it seem to be so difficult to share the good news God has given us well just remember the last time you met someone who had really good news Perhaps they were so filled with the joy of the good news that they couldn't really hold it in. All they wanted to do was to share the good news with everyone they met. And it might have been good news of something like uh, the birth of a child, for example, or an achievement of a, a family member. It might have been news that health problems had been overcome might even have been the joy of someone's team winning an important game. I'm sure we've all come across people, including ourselves, who've literally been bursting to share good news. And what really shows is how genuinely happy and joyful people are in the good news that they have to share. Of course, it doesn't mean that we have to all go around with a great big smile on our face all the time to share the good news of Jesus. But it does beg the question of how much do we really believe that it is good news worth sharing. If we're so enthusiastic about sharing other good news, why do we find it so hard to want to share the good news that God's given us through Jesus? One of the questions we were looking at in The Alpha course last week was the question of how and why we should share the good news of Jesus. If we boil it down to its most basic level, unless someone had shared the good news with us, we'd never have known it. We'd never have come to faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the gist of the Apostle Paul's statements in Romans chapter 10 from verse 14 to 15. How then, Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. In order to believe in Jesus and receive God's forgiveness and eternal life, we have to know what the good news is. We have to be told that Jesus has died for our sins and has overcome death for us once and for all when God raised him from the dead. Unless we know the good news, we can't respond to it, which means we need to hear the good news and someone needs to share it with us. But there can be difficulties in sharing the gospel which can get in the way of us witnessing to others and being people of witnessing to others of, and sharing the good news of Jesus with those who haven't yet heard. I think from the passages today, the first difficulty that we might draw from our first reading is concerns our own experience of God. We read in the book of the prophet Isaiah chapter 6 how Isaiah encountered God in a vision he sees the Lord God high and exalted on his throne surrounded by angelic seraphim and worshiping God and they were calling out holy 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 as the Lord God Almighty the whole earth is full of his glory and the whole scene is pictured in the temple and it's overwhelming and awe-inspiring to Isaiah And before the presence of the Lord God of all, and in a sudden awareness of God's holiness, Isaiah immediately is confronted by his own sin and inadequacy before God. He recognizes he's in great need and can't hide his sin before the Lord Almighty. And so he declares, "'Woe to me, I am ruined, "'for I am a man of unclean lips, "'and I live among a people of unclean lips, "'and my eyes have seen the King, The Lord Almighty. And what's being described is the conviction of sin. When God brings to our attention by his spirit some sin, it's to, to bring us to the place not to condemn us, but the realization of our need of God's forgiveness so that we can turn to him, so that we can come to God and repent, to turn away from whatever it is and seek his forgiveness. Isaiah's own conviction of his sin comes in this encounter with the Lord. But rather than God punishing Isaiah, he forgives him and cleanses him. That is always God's intention with us when we come to him confessing our need. It says in Isaiah chapter 6 verses 6 and 7, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Although this was centuries before God sent his son Jesus to be the complete answer once and for all for our sins, his grace and forgiveness are given to Isaiah in this unique way as a foretaste of the cleansing we may all receive through our Lord Jesus. Isaiah recognizes in that moment before God that his words didn't live up to the commands of God, and neither did the words of the people. We find in the earlier chapters of Isaiah that God's people were often religious on the outside, and seemed to pray and worship God with their words but their actions didn't live up to what they said they neglected the poor and they were unjust they lived for themselves and neglected to look after one another and especially looking after those who were in need their words were insere and therefore unclean in God's eyes and so while they did one thing and said another God wouldn't listen to their prayers and Isaiah recognizes this in himself he recognizes his sinfulness but he comes and receives God's forgiveness and cleansing and what a difference it makes because when God then asked who will go to the people and speak on his behalf Isaiah immediately puts himself forward Just before this he felt unworthy and sinful. But in that encounter with God, the God of holiness, yes, but the God of forgiveness. When God touches his life and cleanses his his mouth, cleanses his life and renews him, he's ready to serve God. So you read in verse eight, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And Who will go for us and i said here i am send me on the alpha course we shared something of our our own journeys in faith and what was apparent was that we all had different stories some had come to faith gradually others could remember the day and the hour even when they discovered the good news of jesus when it became real to them and they put their trust in him But however different our own journeys of faith, the important thing is that we have met with the Lord, that we meet with God, that we find our own need of God's forgiveness for our sins and that we respond to his offer of life and forgiveness. And that really is the main prerequisite for sharing our faith. Just as it was Only after Isaiah encountered the Lord and received forgiveness and cleansing, he was able to serve as God's witness, sharing God's words as a prophet. And so it is with, with us. We need to discover the good news for ourselves before we can share it. We need to respond to God's offer of forgiveness and life through Jesus our Lord. It's not complicated as... Paul says in Romans 10.13, there he's quoting another verse in Joel 2.32, anyone can respond to the good news of Jesus, for it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone who hears the good news of Jesus and responds to what he's done by dying for our sins and rising to life again can to give us eternal life, can call on the Lord and be saved. We can all say, Yes, Lord, I believe. And as it says in Romans 10 9 to, uh, 9 to 10, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth, that you profess your faith and are saved. And that's uh, why we, we have a public profession of faith when people want to acknowledge before others that they are followers of Jesus. When we experience our Lord in this way, then we are qualified. When we come to that place of meeting with him. We're qualified to share the good news of Jesus with others. But it is also a journey of faith. It's not just a one-time event. It's a journey in which we need to learn to walk with our Lord each day and grow to know him more. And he teaches us through his word and by his spirit as we stay close by his side. And sometimes we do need to come to that place of repentance we we all continually need to come back to God and seek his forgiveness because it's when when we come to him he cleanses us he sets us on the right path again and he enables us then to be his witnesses but another difficulty we can have in sharing the good news is knowing how to share in a way that connects with people. Because it sometimes seems that people aren't listening or don't want to listen to what we have to say. That might be a common experience. What appears to be good news to us doesn't appear to be good news to others. And this is part of the challenge of how we communicate the good news. For example, we're just to turn up in a busy street and start preaching in this, in this country, I wonder how many people would actually stop to listen. But what we find in Jesus' ministry is that he went to meet people at their point of need. Whether that was to affirm that God knew them and cared for them, or to bring healing and wholeness to them, he always did it in love, in a way that opened people to hear the good news of God's kingdom. Now, it's true that not everyone responded positively to Jesus' message, but he approached people where they were and demonstrated God's love as he shared. Well, we might wait for people to come to us. Jesus actually commands us to go and to share the good news. He commands us to go to where people are, and that's sometimes not just going physically, to, but actually being willing to listen and see where they're at in their lives. To go to where people are and to share his love in our actions and in our words. It means listening to people's lives and showing God's concern for them. In my pastoral letter in the Contact magazine, I've shared about a novel approach I heard recently to sharing the good news of Jesus. I'll just uh, mention that again briefly and it was a way that invited people to share what their concerns were first which opened the way to some conversations about God after. There's a group of Christian young people who stood in a town centre with a chalkboard with the words what is the problem and a number of people were passing by and were curious and came up to ask them what's why have you got this message what is the problem and they were invited to write down what for them was the problem and the answers varied widely as i'm sure you can expect some put politicians the cost of living no one cares. Actually, when that person uh, came up with no one cares, they were invited to write no one cares on the board, but they said, oh, I couldn't care less. I'll not do that. And they had to write it up themselves. But uh, it gave opportunities for these Christian young people to share the good news that God cares and that he cares about the things that are on our minds and in our lives and in our hearts. The things that we find are a problem. And I know in my own story of my journey to faith that someone taking the time to share with me as an unsure teenager that God wanted to, to me to know that I was okay being me in that time as a teenager of uncertainty about who I was. That helped me respond to the good news of Jesus, that reassurance that it was okay to to be me. And it's often the small but consistent acts of kindness, the kind words that have the greatest impact, the kind deeds that have the, the power to open people's hearts to the gospel, to the good news of Jesus and it can take time with people. We don't, however, need to all be great evangelists to share the good news. We need to know the good news ourselves and be willing to go and share the good news of the love and kindness of our Savior, who has shown God's love and kindness to us. so as we consider these things, may God help us to know more deeply the good news in our own lives and to share the good news of Jesus throughout our lives. As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we confess that uh, we find sometimes this whole subject of sharing our faith challenging, and we ask that you would help us to know your presence with us, that you would help us to know that you are the answer for our own problems, the things that we struggle with, and that in that time with you, we may realize the good news that we have to share, and Lord, we ask for wisdom in sharing what um, what you want us to share with others. That you care deeply for each and every person, for the people we know in our streets, for the people we know in our families, in our places of work and leisure. So we ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to give us the right words to say, and to prompt us to show your kindness to people that will open the way for them to hear the good news of Jesus. Help us to be willing, like Isaiah, when you say, who shall I send, to say, here am I, send me. And Lord, we thank you for the great sacrifice of your Son, Jesus who gave his life to bring us into your presence to be good news for us to enable us to come to you through the forgiveness of our sins and the gift of life by your spirit so we ask that you accept the offerings and gifts we bring for the work of your eternal kingdom of light and may our lives be living sacrifices dedicated for your service, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. We close our time of worship with our final hymn today, Be Thou My Vision, Mission Praise number 51. the God of hope grant you the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and deep is the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen.